BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Here we are. Thriving in the sunshine. Sun's out. Sun's out. Guts out. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a concealed carrying permit because I'm just, you know, I pack heat sometimes in a safe, even muscular guns. There's no guns. But sun's out. Guts fully out. You know what I mean? It's out. You know what? Okay. I need y'all to understand something right now. Oh, God. You can't hear it in the background. Bronson's upstairs just barking, just barking. I took these dogs on an hour and a half walk this morning. The sun's shining in Atlanta. It almost feels like a touch of Florida. Like it was kind of like a Palm Beach morning. We had the slow in this, the slow. Wow. I have stroked out a couple times today. The snow and the sleet over the weekend. And so it was fucking freezing here. And today the sun's out. It's like 55. I just took the dogs on a walk. And my family doesn't listen to my fucking podcast because, you know, they've got better things to do, even though, I just got a vent. I got a vent for a second. If you listen to last week's podcast, you know that we all survived. We all got through COVID together, okay? And then I had to deal with like sanitizing the whole house in order for Jeff to come back in. Thank God, health-wise, we are all in the mend. It is slow and steady. None of us really have any energy, but I'm going on these long walks and trying to lift weights just to like get myself back to where I am. My fucking issue is though right now, this whole work from home, and I know so many of y'all will understand this and you can empathize, This work from home is kind of bullshit. Right now, I can hear my sister's dog, whom is also my dog, whom I love, barking his fucking ass off upstairs. I am in my office in the basement. I am hiding. I am literally hiding from my whole fucking family. I take the dogs on a long walk. I clean the kitchen this morning. I've got three design projects that I'm trying to do to update the house so that this is a beautiful living space for everybody. I'm just, I'm fucking frustrated. Absolutely fucking not. I'm frustrated. I understand that my audience is not my therapy, okay? I should talk to a professional about my own personal family problems. And as soon as anybody in my family hears this, they're going to fucking be mad at me. And then everyone's going to get sensitive and be like, why are you talking about this shit on the podcast? But it's the work from home element. It's the fact that I am trying to literally do any job I can do fucking right now because I can't tour. I'm staring at my fucking vision board in the corner which I'm about to go over my vision board. It was upstairs in my closet next to my vanity where I like do my makeup. And I was like, I got to put this down in my office. And I'm just kind of in, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Since I am a COVID survivor and I don't say that lightly or flippantly, like I literally am like, we, we fucking made it through. We made it through. I'm like, I got to, I got to really execute the things that I want to get done. Okay. It was real scary and hairy for 
two and a half weeks. I was sick as a fucking dog. My anxiety was through the roof. Thank God we're okay. I do have a thing though called like COVID toes. My feet are just numb all the time. Like right now they're numb. If I don't keep walking and keep moving, I have no, I have no circulation in my toes. Now, when I Googled COVID toes, it said like they're itchy and it put hydrocortisone cream on them. Mine aren't itchy. There's just, just no circulation, which then makes you spiral and think I'm going to get a blood clot, which then makes you think that's it. Hold on, guys. I'm literally going to voice text. Y'all are hearing this live. Hey, can somebody shut the fucking dog up? I love you guys, but I'm trying to work and I just took him on an hour long walk. Y'all just heard this as I am literally dictating this to my fucking family over text. Oh my God, I'm at, I'm at it. I can't work from home. You know what I mean? I don't know how everybody's done this. I don't know how people do it with kids. There's just no sense. Like I hide down in the fucking basement. I'm trying to write my show right now. I've got deadlines for that. And this is what people also don't realize. I don't get like a check. I don't get, like nothing happens until we get this thing across the finish line. This has been a five-year labor of fucking love. I have to do all these things for the network. And then you hope, asshole clinch, fingers crossed, candles fucking lit, that they're going to be like, this is the best. Yes, we're going to give you a season. Now, I have it on my fucking vision board. Get six seasons of good grief made. I have it on there. That's the dream. And <laughs> you know what? I'm just itching. I'm itching because I feel like, my, okay, this is what happened. My mom came in my fucking room this morning. Meanwhile, my mom doesn't understand boundaries. We moved into the house. We built our own little like suite upstairs. Like we've done it really nice. It's great. We have our own space. It's a huge home. But my mom still comes into my room as if I'm like 13 again. And she wants to tell me that the macaroni and cheese is ready. She literally walked into my bathroom. Jeff's in the closet changing. I go, mom, Get, get the fuck out of here. Like, I love you, but you cannot come into my room like this. When I'm working and I'll be on Zooms for work, people just come in my office. Hey, real quick, need five. I'm going to go to Sprouts. Hey, real quick, need five. So the dogs just shit on the rug. Can you clean? I'm like, I'm the only one right now who's in this basement. Just, I just need a tin. I need a solid tin. I'm still sweating out the Coronas. I'm just very frustrated. I'm just very frustrated. I, I'm grateful, but I, I just, I'm feeling like the family is making me nuts. Grateful that we still have our health. Please understand. I don't want anybody to think that I am not grateful. Y'all know how much I love my family, but between Robin's lack of boundaries, when Ashley's on a conference call, she, she does zoomies around the house, stomping, beep, bop. I mean, the bitch is only 80 pounds soaking wet. And literally my light fixture shaking. I'm like, what is this bitch doing? She put on combat boots and a weighted vest and is just hitting the hardwoods. Like, I don't understand. Jeff hasn't changed his shorts and threes. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a guy who has great hygiene, I literally looked at him and I go, you gonna shower before you get in bed? He was like, I'll shower in the morning. He hasn't. You know, and I'm just weird. I change my sheets every two days and I, I like to be fresh in the bed. I'm more of a night shower person. I'll take a shower in the morning just to rinse, awaken the senses. But my deep cleanse is at night. And my husband, it's, it's touch and go with the hygiene at this moment. So then I come down to my office and I'm trying to do the podcast. The dogs are fucking barking. I'm like, I already fucking took the dogs on an hour long walk. You know, would it hurt some of y'all? Would it hurt some of y'all to just, I don't know, take the dogs in the car for 20? Oh, fuck me. I'm also doing full housekeeping duties. I'm scrubbing everything. I'm doing laundry. I'm reorganizing. I don't know what everybody else is fucking doing, but it's making me nuts. It's like, guys, I'm sorry. Absolutely not. It's just, you know what it is? It's, we've all been home a long time. And if we haven't, but you're still working from home, this, COVID's got to go. 
It's got to go. Hey, it's time to go, Miss Rona. Bye. We've got to get out. I got to get back on the road. I got to get start feeling alive again. I need to be back in a fucking theater. And then I saw something the other day that said, like, we're not going to get out of this for seven years. Just no. You know, no. That y'all, I'm going to say to that. Absolutely fucking not. I got to get out. Uh, listen, I got the antibodies right now. I'm still protecting myself, still protecting others. But mama's getting out. And I feel like this would be a cheap time to get some office space. <laughs> I don't know how anybody's been working from home. I don't know how anyone's doing it. Unless you have no kids, no pets. You don't even have a lawn guy coming around three to trim the bushes. You know, the guy comes out with the weed whacker and I'm like, can we not? The one time a week I have a Zoom call, the guy's got to be hitting the hedges. I mean, unbelievable. Sounds like there's like a beef bone in a blender that won't disintegrate. Having Blender Bombs be a sponsor of the podcast is just like literally a marriage made in heaven. I'm obsessed with them and they are back. They have an entire line of plant-based products that have everything you could ever imagine that you need in them. And I have tried absolutely all of the flavors and I'm obsessed. I want to tell you guys more about their latest product launch. They're bomb bars because they're just that. They are bomb. They're delicious. Think your typical grab-and-go healthy snack bar, but these taste like a party in your mouth. And instead of that powdery grit that you get from other protein bars, you're like, what am I chewing on sandpaper? They have four delicious flavors. Blueberry goji, cacao sea salt, peanut butter cookie dough, and PB&J. Literally, the PB&J and the peanut butter cookie dough are just like crack to me. I'm obsessed. I need that like yummy, nutty flavor. And I, I just literally, literally love them. Right now, I'm obsessing over the tart and sweet blueberry goji. And then at night, I take a little of that peanut butter and cookie dough. You know what I'm saying? When I'm craving something sweet and it just hits that spot. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Blender Bombs. The Blender Bomb bars are made from the classic Blender Bomb plus a little bit of bomb butter, some dates, and some other amazing superfoods. And guess what? They are dairy-free, gluten-free, unrefined sugar-free, and they're high in fiber and omega-3s. What I love about these bars is that I'm not too hungry after I eat one. Unlike other snack bars, I eat them, and then it just like literally kicks that craving that my sweet tooth has. And then I still get that good fiber and the omega-3s, and it's a nutrient-dense superfood in these bars, which makes me feel full after them. It's not like you eat a bar, and then 20 seconds later, you're like, you know, I need a rack of ribs. I'm starving. Here's the thing. Pack them for your road trip, in your kid's lunchbox. Keep them for after you work out, before you work out, anytime you need them. Get the entire case. Just munch on them. You're going to be obsessed with them. You can order these new Blender Bomb Bars online at blenderbombs.com and receive 20% off your order by using code ABSOLUTELY. Again, that's www.blenderbombs.com and receive 20% off your order by using the code ABSOLUTELY. Now, back to the podcast. I'm just losing it. I really am. There's a lot of absolutely nots, but I'm losing it. Okay. And I appreciate y'all listening. All right. Here's the deal. I do want to talk to y'all about my vision board that we can just fucking laugh at. I made this vision board. It was for 2020, but I made it like halfway through the year because it was like June. I was like, all right, well, I'll put a couple things to look forward to. You know how I feel about vision boards. You do them just because it sets your intention, your goals, but I don't put a lot of weight into them. But here's the thing. I had somebody DM me the other day. She said, Heather, I really think you have not maybe the gift of foresight. I don't like to say I'm clairvoyant because I believe God is, God is the one who like, you know, paves our future. But I did start the Karen thing. You know, I've been predicting a lot of things recently. I started Brittany. I started the Karen. Karen got taken in a whole nother direction. If you saw me on tour all of 2019, I was doing Karen jokes. Like that was the launch of it. And then you know, BLM picked it up. It turned into a whole nother thing. But I mean, really, my Karen and their Karen's pretty much the same Karen. 
So anyways, I've been having these moments where I really do think that I have the gift of like, I can speak things into existence or I can see it. I can see the future, but I'm going to go over my vision board right now. And let's see how many of these ideas we can set on fire because there's no fucking way they're going to happen. So let me paint the picture for you. I have a sign that says funny money. Obviously, I want to make money by being funny. I said I want to have a hit show, a comedy special, the number one podcast. I want to be in movies and I want to host SNL. I have a big picture of Oprah. I'd love to be an Oprah, you know, obviously a fair skin Oprah because I burn easily, but I love her. I love what she does. I love the fact that she gives back and she gives people fucking cars. I love giving gifts. I am uncomfortable receiving gifts, but I love to give a gift. You get a car, you get a Frenchie, you get a Kia Sophia. I put the Hollywood reporter. I don't know why. I just wanted the Hollywood reporter to write about me. I have Netflix. I have Julia Louis-Dreyfus holding two Emmys. Win an Emmy, Girl Boss, The A-List, The Broad View. I have Good Grief, which is the name of my TV show I'm developing at Peacock. Get our show made for six seasons. That's what I'd like to do. Then I have a picture of an Italian all Carrera marble Italian kitchen, and it says, the Italian sense of beauty. Now, mind you, a lot of these key phrases are just shit that I took out of a magazine. I have a beautiful Italian bride. She's in this gorgeous feather dress. Guess what? That's probably not going to fucking happen this year. I have a restoration hardware interiors, what I want my house to look like. It's gorgeous. Believe the house, though. I can see through the windows. It looks like this house is in Paris. So let's flip over to the next. <laughs> oh, home in Italy. I printed out. I went on and I was looking at Italian villas that I want to buy. My goal, my, my big goal is to have a home in Italy. I, that's my place. That's where I thrive. I'm trying to learn the language. Bada bing, bada boom. It's more. Honeymoon in paradise, fairy tale romance, and a Tuscan castle. And so I printed out my Tuscan castle. Just so happens the house that I printed out was the house from Under the Tuscan Sun. Amazing movie. You should definitely watch it if you have it. Best body ever. And then I have a picture of Anna Nicole Smith. Hey, guess what, guys? Newsflash. I lost six solid pounds during COVID. Like I said, the only upside to the coronas. And I've gained mm, five and a half of it back, which goes to show you the only way to lose weight is to get a virus and physically not consume any sort of calories other than Gatorade for eight and a half days. I almost got under 200 pounds for the first time in five years. Now, that number may seem shocking to some people, but when you're 5'9 and built like a water buffalo, I carry my weight well. And it's never been about a number, but I was like, oh my God, this is it. Okay, you know what? I got the Corvids, but that's okay. We're launching into the fact that my jeans are going to fit. And now I got my sense of taste, my sense of smell back. My appetite has come back with a fucking vengeance. It's like my appetite did steroids went to an all-you-can-eat Paula Deen buffet, found the ooey-gooey butter cake, and just hit it hard. I'm bulking. It's bulking season. I have a beautiful photo of Jeff and I blown out from a wedding we went to. He's in a tux. He hasn't changed his shorts in three fucking days, so I don't know when the fuck this year he's going to be in a tux. No. <laughs> it says, marry my best friend in Italy. Okay. Pseudo married at a basically an abandoned office space on a Tuesday. God damn. Then it says the rich history of think and grow rich. So then I have just like money because I was like, yeah, this is the year that I really take my business to the next level. Meanwhile, like everybody has been laid off their jobs. I have no idea when I can tour. Don't know. This is the other thing. What people don't realize is 
I don't ever make money till like way after the events happen. You know what I'm saying? When a ticket sale comes in, I don't get a check until after I've performed. And then I paid managers, fucking agents, producers, the door guy. I paid Delta for the ride home. Jeff's got to get a cut for doing something. And then your girls maybe love with a couple of coins. Bottom part of my, my vision board says travel guide. These are the places I thought we were going to go in the last nine months. Australia, New Zealand, the Bells of Ireland, Greek Isles, Escape. My top places I want to go are Ireland, Greece, Croatia, and Argentina. And then I put a beautiful photo of me, of me on a, a boat, essentially, in Lake Como in Italy. Guess what? The country's closed. They won't even let us in. Oh my God, I'm sorry. This thing's just been haunting me and I've been hiding in the basement trying to work. The dogs are fucking barking. Everyone's been bitching this morning. Robin's bombarding our fucking bathroom. Bitch can't even change a tampon without Robin popping her head in. And I know y'all all want her on the podcast, but today, and she was supposed to come on, on the podcast, but I just had enough. I, I, I kicked the family out. I said, y'all all go to Costco, bring me back a treat and get the fuck out of the house. If you're drinking heavy at the levee and you don't want to feel rough the next day, I recommend taking that wonderful herbal supplement, which is DHM Detox. It's essentially a vitamin for when you drink. Listen, life is all about balance and that's what DHM Detox helps you with. Designed to help you bounce back the next day and support your liver. Imagine this, a few drinks in the evening, you're having a great time. The next morning you wake up feeling normal. DHM Detox uses research science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol and break down those toxins. Forget the brain fog and that gross next day feeling. Just take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes to work. If you're having a bigger night out, then just double up and take two packets. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and you might want to just like be prepared. You know, you're having wine with your significant other, your friend, your partner, whomever, and you want to be prepared for the next day. Here's the deal. It's a completely risk-free purchase. So if you don't love it, they'll refund you on your first box. That's a no-brainer. I've got you 20% off your first order and free shipping in the U.S. Just head over to nodayswasted.co slash absolutely. Use my promo code absolutely at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co slash absolutely for 20% off your order. And don't get me wrong. I love living with my mother. I love that my sister's moved in temporarily. It's just a lot right now. Because when we had the COVIDs, we didn't leave the house for over, you know, 16 days. And we're all sweating in the trenches together. Then Jeff comes in. He's got to fucking move his shit around. He's putting tchotchkes up quicker than you can say, what is that? You know, he comes in with the Penn State, like, tailgate sign. I said, listen, hang up all your fucking shit in the gym. I don't care. We're going to cover all the walls in the gym with memorabilia, tour posters, whatever the fuck you want. But you're not putting a Penn State sign in the kitchen. Sorry. Live, laugh, love. Get the fuck out of here. It's not fucking happening. And then he's got this poster. It's of Frank Sinatra and it's Frank Sinatra's mugshot. I found a cool way to incorporate it in our apartment in New York. It looked great. But Jeff loves this thing. And, and Jeff thinks that this is art. And I don't know how to tell him, honey, it's like having a Bob Marley poster in your dorm room at Ole Miss in 2005. We all had one. And you know what I'm talking about? Like the Bob Marley poster where it was like a bunch of joints, a bunch of like weed plants that then like artistically came together to create a, a, a picture of his face. Like we all had that. Jeff thinks that like this is a one of a kind poster. I go, honey, go to posters.com, type in Frank. 
It's the first thing. Like every Goomba in New Jersey has this in their basement next to the pool table. Design wise, I was going to get some high concepts out of Jeff. So he finally puts the thing up and I'm literally just like, you know, I got to give him something. I want him to feel like this is his home. I basically banished him to the gym area, but that's where I'm at. I understand first world problems, but when I'm I'm locked, trapped in my office, staring at this vision board of things that are never going to fucking happen. Best body ever. <laughs> if I ordered a parasite off the interwebs, sure. Marry my best friend in Italy. Okay. You know, this just burns my biscuits. Jeff and I went for like a little romantic 11-year anniversary. We didn't even remember that it was our 11-year anniversary the other day. So we went to dinner on Saturday, our cute little Italian spot, just us. I have like two nice bags. I'm not a big like designer gal. You know, a lot of bitches spend money on bags. I'm like, if it's cute, it's cute. I don't give a fuck where it's from. I've always been a high-low life kind of gal. I reach into the pocket of the purse while we're at our 11-year anniversary, okay? It's a Moschino bag. The thing is so fucking tacky and old. It's like gold. I need you to know I'm so new money. When I made money, this was two years ago, I walked into the Moschino store. I think it's Moschino, not Moschino. I think it's Moschino, whatever. Jeremy Scott used to come into SoulCycle all the time. And I told him I didn't know who he was. And he came in with literally, he was just like run DMC with like, like baggy, cool shit on. And I told him, I go, well, hello, don't you look snazzy? And he was so fucking offended and taken back. Like, I was like, okay, now that I made money, I'm going to buy one of his bags because he treated me like such shit when he came into my establishment for work. So why I'd buy his bag, I don't fucking know, but I did. Gaudy gold Moschino bag. It's like screams like you had $3 in your pocket, so you decided to buy it. I reach into the bag, you know, to get a lip gloss or something after dinner, and I pull out a postcard from where we're supposed to get married in Italy. I hadn't used the bag since I was in Italy last. And then I pulled out like another receipt from one of our favorite restaurants in Italy. And I just like lost my shit. I'm just, I don't know why. I understand we're in a fucking pandemic. But now that I've had COVID, I'm like, can we go on? Can we keep moving? And just that and then sitting, I just pulled that out. And Jeff was like, oh my God, the universe is sending you a message. Like this is never going to happen. And then to sit and stare at this fucking vision board and be like, just light it on fire. Use it for warmth. I mean, okay, I did do a Netflix movie, which is exciting. So check that off. I haven't been in the Hollywood Reporter. We did sell our show, but we have to hope that it gets picked up. So please, fingers crossed, light a candle, talk to your priest. We really need We really need this show to get picked up. It's a great show. It's hysterical. It's about my family and you hear me bitching about them now. I would like to get an Italian kitchen. I would like to pop over to a restoration hardware outlet. I'm never going to go to the, I'm not going to pay full price. I'm going to the outlet. You know what I mean? I'd love an Emmy. The top five things, hit show, needed, comedy special. I was told that they're not going to pay for comedy specials for the next two years because everybody who was supposed to shoot a comedy special this year got pushed to next year. Might have to wait on that. But if anybody's listening and they want to produce my comedy special, let me know. Number one podcast. We've been at the top. Let's get back to the top. And I want to host SNL. They don't even know who I am. (laughs) We're going to make it. But I do encourage you to make a vision board. You will be surprised though. I made a vision board in like 2016. It all came true in 2019, like wild. And I need to share that on Instagram because you need to see the visuals, but that's where I'm at. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just bitching. Also, you're probably like, Heather, where have your fucking guests been? Well, 
everything had to get pushed because when I got COVID, I just did not have the energy to try and like be entertaining and interview someone. So everything's been pushed to the next couple of weeks. So interviews are going to start rolling in. I promise. Also, like everyone I've talked to when I'm like, hey, do you want to get on the podcast? They're like, yeah. Can I do it in March? Because I'm burnt out. I do think we're in a weird spot. Everyone's trying to spin their wheels. Okay, let's get the energy. It was supposed to be like new year, new me. We're moving forward. And I do feel like we're in this weird, jello-like stagnant air. But I'm sorry. Again, richly blessed. I just needed to, I just needed to get it off my chest. I also want to say the amount of people that sent me DMs, messages, emails, whatever, and shared their COVID experiences with me and what they went through, it was wild. It was a mixture of everybody had the same symptoms to, oh my God, I had a similar experience, but then I had this. Truly, I am blown away by one, the generosity and kindness of people just being like, glad you're good. We were thinking about you. I, you know, I went through it too. And the amount of folks who said that they've been through like COVID shaming is so true. 100% true. You know, people are like, where did you get it? I don't fucking know at Quick Trip, at the mailbox. I didn't go out and actively try and get COVID. I haven't been partying with my tongue out. Y'all are all going out to 15 person brunches and everyone's Gucci. I've been locked up raw with my mom and my sister. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. You know, when they had the thing, where you peed in the pool and and the water turned like red or blue and that way you knew who peed in the pool. Why don't they have that for COVID? Unbelievable. We've got Apple Watches and Siri and, you know, Uber, but we can't come up with some sort of like air filter that shows who's breathing COVID and who's not. I don't know where I got it. Dumbest fucking question. Where'd you get it? I don't fucking know. How would I know? Somebody's stomping upstairs. In the name of Jesus, be a fence. I've said it so many times and I'll say it again. You know what I mean? Talking to somebody is so helpful. I'm obsessed with Talkspace. I think it's an incredible resource for you to just kind of have a third party to get some things off your chest. I mean, I spill all my dirty laundry on this podcast, but you know what? I also talk to somebody professionally because some things are just, you know, I just need to talk to a gal, if you will. Recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. It's easy breezy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have a virtual session from the comfort of your home. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist and the Talkspace platform 24-7. Honestly, therapy can really help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope with difficult times, and really be a guiding light. I'm obsessed with Talkspace because they have therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals, and I think you'll be amazed at how much progress you can make each week and and, and whatever you want to do. Like, if you set goals and you're like, I want to work on career building or, or, you know, just need to get my my mind clear so that I can focus on what I need to, Talkspace is there for you. It's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And instead of waiting for your appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7, and they'll engage with you daily, five days a week. So here we go. My therapist gave me the practical guidance that really changed my life for the better. And I'm so glad that I found Talkspace and got the support that I need. And you can too. As a listener of the podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure you use code absolutely to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's absolutely in Talkspace.com. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to turn this around. I know y'all have bigger problems. I'm going to get to the hotline. I'm going to get to the hotline. We're going to figure it out. But I just needed to get that off my chest. Absolutely not. This is where I'm at. 
You know, we're, we were on physically the mend. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to work my ass off in the basement. But I'm not kidding you. I might have to relocate to Florida for a couple of days. And you know how I feel about Florida. And I think Florida's like, you know what, Heather? Go fuck yourself. You've been talking shit about us for a long time. But at the end of the day, you know you need us. And now that I got the antibodies and I won't get anybody else sick to travel, I might have to hit Palm Beach for a couple of days and just stretch my legs, feel the sun in my eyes, let the freckles pop out a bit, and really sit down with my new vision board and figure out what can we actually accomplish in this shit hole fire dumpster hamster wheel of a year? And what do we got to be realistic about? But at this point, reach for the stars and you might get COVID. <laughs> and what do they say? Isn't it reach for the moon and you might land amongst the stars? I don't even know what the fuck the phrase is. Reach for the stars because you might get COVID. Reach for the stars. Oh my God, that is so fucking funny. I am so good with key phrases, messaging. I was watching all the Super Bowl ads. Like, why didn't anybody ask me to write this copy? Also, I'm great at selling things. Another missed opportunity. No Super Bowl commercials. A little fired up about that. It's okay. We're blessed. We're blessed. I'm just in a rut. I'm getting nuts. Family's driving me nuts. Friends are driving me nuts. Everybody's nuts. I got my appetite back and I think that's what it is. I'm just sweaty and hungry all the time. But let's get into it. All right, let's hit the hotline. As always, remember, you can call into the Absolutely Not line. I'm trying to get to these. Share with me your COVID experiences. Share with me just what you're adding to your vision board. Maybe if you made a vision board last year and it all went to hell in a handbasket, I want to hear about it. I'm hoping that we can check these things off in the next two years. I'm hoping that we're going to move in a positive direction. But it feels like the walls of my office are caving in and I'm doing the best I can with the resources that I have, but I'm going to need, uh, I'm going to need deals to start closing and things to start checking out because I got to buy a condo in Florida and that's on God period. All right, let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Let's hit the hotline. Hey, Heather, it's Tessa from Minneapolis. I just listened to your podcast about your COVID experience and it was too fucking real. I got COVID in December on a job interview. I spent all of 2020 unemployed, searching for jobs left and right. Finally, I got the opportunity to go to Colorado and hopefully get a job. I got offered the job. The next day, I did a Zoom interview for a job in Minneapolis. I got offered that job. The next day, I'm fucking freaking out. Where the fuck am I going to live? I feel like shit. Diarrhea, achy, headache, chills, all of it. I'll just get tested to be sure. Next day, fucking positive for COVID. Wow. You know what I had to do next? I had to call the job interview in Colorado and tell them, hey, I'm not accepting the job. And also, I might have gotten your whole staff infected with coronavirus. So, you know, what the fuck? We can't win. We're just doing our best. Anyways, thanks for sharing. I love you. You're amazing. Bye. Tessa from Minneapolis. Thanks so much for calling in. Sister friend, I'm so sorry you got the one nine. The nine one one, literally. And isn't that some bullshit? The repercussions of I think this whole pandemic is so wild. You know, some people have been able to thrive and work. And listen, I'm grateful I have this podcast. I'm so grateful that this that I've been able to work literally from home doing this. But you know, everybody else is like, we still gotta try and hustle and grind. You know what I mean? 
and, and you're doing what you can. You go on a job interview. You probably were sweating through your Ann Taylor suit the whole time. And then you come back and you get the one nine. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, honey. I, I'm sorry. And, it, you know, you could have gone in from the Panera bread that you stopped at and got a grilled cheese and a tomato soup and a bread bowl before the interview. Or it could have been from the job. You don't know. Did you do the right thing by letting them know that you're positive? You sure did. But then again, you have this like guilt, this like walk of shame. Like you're calling them to tell them you got warts on the inside of your asshole. I'm sorry. That was too much. And also this is never, I don't want to, COVID shaming is real and herpes shaming is real. So I'm not saying that, you know, if you do get bumps and lumps at this point, we've all got it. But oh my God, you're over here trying to, you know, be a boss bitch. Another phrase I have on my vision board, girl boss. What does that even mean anymore? Girl boss. Doing it because I'm a girl. Yeah, but I still got to call a financial advisor and an accountant and a tax advisor, you know, and the head of the HOA, they're all dudes. And I got to ask them, can I, you know, cut my lawn? Can I paint the house white? Somebody let me know. Because as far as I'm concerned, us girl bosses are still having to deal with dude bosses. And I have the energy to handle it as much as I have an energy to get a fucking enema right now, which isn't a lot. Sis, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, that's a lot to deal with. I'm glad you're on the mend, but God, the fucking phone call. And then, you know, for some reason, I don't know if you got the job or not, but I know that like for some reason, the guy, because it's probably a fucking dude and you had to call and you're like, hi, is this Mark? Mark? Tessa, listen, um, really enjoyed our job interview. And I, and I know that you are still considering candidates, but I think I gave the whole office COVID. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take Tessa's name off the possible employee list. Like, you're just fucked. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I'm glad. I'm glad you're okay. And that's all I can ask for. I'm glad you're okay. That's what means the most to me right now. But what a shit show. Absolutely not. You know, you call Denver, the Denver office. So guys, um, just want to send out an email memo to the entire corporation. Here is a mugshot of a woman named Tessa. She came in for an interview last Tuesday, flew back to Minneapolis, has tested positive for COVID. If you see her in the street, stab her in the neck. Like, you know, that's what you feel, even though they're like, hey, thanks for letting us know, you know whatever. But in your mind, you spiral and go the opposite way that now like the state of Colorado has a hit out on you. And honestly, it's it's really easy to go that way out there hustling, trying to be a girl boss. I just want to run my shit. And you know, the more I watch Peaky Blinders, the more I'm starting to realize that I am the Tommy Shelby of my family, where I just got to like, everybody get in the car, let's go to Costco. That's a Scottish accent and a bad one. So that isn't actually right. But I'm, I'm going to start running around going, I'm a motherfucking peaky blinder. And then my whole family's like, shut up, Heather. You don't even know what a W-2 is. But I do, because guess what? I figured it out. So get out of my office while I do this stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> Tessa, I'm sorry. I know you're still a girl boss. You're still a COVID girl boss doing the damn thing. I love you. Thank you for sharing this. And again, thank you to everybody for sending sweet notes as I shared my raw and real experience with the one nine. I'm going to fucking Hawaii. I'm letting y'all know. Buckle up. Mahalo. I'm on my way. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Kyla. 
just given a call because I have it freaking absolutely not. I was furloughed slash and probably going to get furloughed again. I fly for an airline. And um, in the meantime, I'm doing this grocery delivery service. And yesterday, I spent two hours shopping for this lady's order. It was mad extra. Had to do a bunch of substitutes because the store has nothing in stock, et cetera, et cetera. She's wicked nice. We're corresponding like back and forth, texting back and forth. I deliver all the groceries. She like we banter back and forth. She's really funny. Dang, I'm never doing this one. I'm always doing you know this one because you made my experience so great. I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, I got you know, I got you back. I got you back. I wake up this morning to a notification that I got a two dollar tip. A $2 tip for a $250 order. What the hell? And so absolutely not for shitty tippers when you always offer excellent service. You are the best. Thank you for doing what you do. And absolutely not to sucky tippers. Kyla, beautiful name. Oh my God. Kyla. Yes. You know, we get inundated with the Kaylas of the world, but a Kyla... Ooh, ooh, yes, honey, giving me, giving me warm tropical vibes, giving me just, I just see like the, I see color. I see like a purple, a pink, a Kyla. Like, I feel like you have on a fabulous sweatshirt right now. You know, you're just, you've got a, you've got a great smile on your face. Kayla's, when you hear the name Kayla, you're like, ooh, she's driving a Volvo SUV and she's a pharmaceutical sales rep. And that's on God, period. Love you, Kayla. Love you, Kyla. But Kyla, let's get into it. So you're saying you got furloughed twice, which again, I have said from the beginning, the fact that there have been such economic repercussions, the, the fact that everybody got a virus is wild. I don't have a finance degree, clearly. But every day I wake up and when I see things like the stock markets, you know, all these people lost their job. I can't go on tour. It's just kind of crazy that the world stopped. So now you've been furloughed twice, which is like a dick tease. It's basically like getting a booty call in the middle of the night. They're like, hey, you want to come back to work? Do you want to come back to work? Yeah, yeah, you can come back to work. Oh, wait, no, the doors are locked. You're furloughed again. I mean, literally, you're getting, you're getting dick teased. It's a cock block. That's what a furlough is. Like, yeah, come to work. Come make some money. Yeah, here's the deal. You know what I mean? I mean, we're just going to, we can't have you on staff right now, but I will call you when I'm horny enough. Like, that's what it is. A furlough is a guy in college that gives you a booty call. So you're out here getting the other dick, aka this grocery delivery job. And you're like, no, you know what? I'm going to put my best foot forward. I've got a cute outfit on. I'm doing my thing. I'm out here delivering groceries. Me and this girl are vibing. You know, she wanted almond milk. They were out. I was able to get her cashew milk. Yes, I'm feeling it. She's feeling it. And then this bitch on a $250 order gives you a $2 tip burn the house down. No, don't, don't. I did not say that. I do not, I'm not inciting violence at all, but come on. You know what you need to do? See if you can send her on the app another message and just go, hey girl, thought we had something going. Very nice, genuinely nice message. $2 tip, really B? I got you that cashew milk and I got a $2 tip, really B? I've worked every restaurant job, every service job. I've, I've always worked tip-based gigs, if you will. And when you're working a tip-based gig, you are working hard for your money. And again, I know everyone, money's stretched everywhere. Everyone's sweating. But a $2 tip, come on! And maybe if this needs to be a PSA to everybody else who's listening to this, you know, 
if you're having these people run all over Sam's Club for you, give them the proper tip. And I have a rule. If you can't afford to go out to dinner and do a 20% tip, then you don't need to go. And I'm sorry, controversial statement, but I, I strongly believe that. I can't tell you how I worked in restaurants for 10 fucking years. Cannot even tell you. If you can't tip the server, servers only make like $250 an hour because it's a tip-based job. They're running around. They're dealing with your fucking modifications. I want a soft-boiled egg instead of scrambled. It's a tostada, bitch. Soft-boiled is going to be gross, but fine. Okay. Salsa on the side. The black beans on the side. The creme fraiche on the side. Hey, why don't you go to Chipotle instead of coming to my fine dining Mexican restaurant? Oh, God. I just fell back in my chair. (laughs) literally fell back in my chair. I told y'all I have the COVID toes now. That's a that's a side effect of COVID where my feet just go numb. My feet just numb out. They just become completely numb. And I was trying to like lean back in my chair and I thought I had it, but because I can't feel my toes, it's just, I fell back. I fell back. She's fallen. 2021, we've all fallen and we can't get up. Life alert. Where are they when we need them? I'm sorry about the $2 tip. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, absolutely fucking not. Make sure you tip the people out there who are still serving us food, bringing us our, our groceries, your Uber delivery drivers, your Uber Eats, your, your, you know, DoorDash, whatever. Take care of those people. Also, they know where you live. Number one, safety. They know where you live. A $1 tip is going to get dog poop on your lawn. A $2 tip is going to get your mail stolen. Guess what? I've turned into Tommy's Jelby from Beaky Blinders. I trust no one. If you want the job done right, pay. If you want to make sure that, you know, your cat doesn't lose its tail, don't tip $2. It's 2021. Everyone's fucking nuts. Thank you for the call. I apologize that you got, you know, a bitch making you deliver groceries and not paying up, sis. Sending you love and light. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. Oh, do I have a story for you today? So I've been in a really shitty job the past almost three years, and I've just had a really shitty manager, and I just wanted to come on here and say absolutely not to shitty managers who don't provide you any support in your career, don't even know how to do their own fucking job, and then out of the blue fire you because of COVID budget costs. So little do they know that I've already made it to the final interview of one of the biggest companies in the U.S. And I've been on the way out for quite some time. So cheers keeping the fuck out of toxic work environments and not giving a flying fuck. Whew. Okay. Love and light. Stop tail. Great to say. Sis, I am so glad you're out of a toxic work environment. And let me tell you something right now. You know that you had the foresight and the insight and the forethought and the whatever. You were better than that, John. All right. Tell that manager. You know that song? What is it? I am sorry. It took me a second. You know when you're like, what's that Beyonce song? I am sorry. Yeah, fuck them. Bye. And you know what? Living well is the best revenge. So you don't even need to tell the manager that you got a new job because when you don't show up to work on Monday and they're like, where are you? And you're like, yo, Fuck you, Bank of America. We outcha. I'm working for Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be a better job. Actually, I feel like you, you know, you have to do with Grimes and she's a fucking deal. 
And then you'd probably have to like speak in code. That, you know, that's a weird work environment. And I don't know if anybody works for Tesla and it is like a positive work environment, by all means, let me know. You know, sometimes I'll post something. I'm like, I got this off, you know, some website. And people are like, did you know how they treat their employees? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. I didn't know. You know, it'll be like an almond milk brand. And people are like, did you know? Did you know what that, what that did to their employees? I'm like, I didn't get the memo. I'm sorry. I just bought the almond milk. I had no idea. I read Cosmo, not the Wall Street Journal. Somebody let me know. Thanks for the invite. But you know when I really get pissed at? Like when I don't know something about a business and people are appalled. You didn't know that McDonald's killed chickens? And I'm like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I won't go there. Thanks for informing me, but don't be fucking pissed. I wasn't in the loop. Toxic work environment. So there's nothing worse. You know, and it's hard too when you are feel like you're carrying the weight when you're doing it all and then you got to fucking deal with, you know, somebody who's above you, somebody who's actually cutting the checks and you're like, hey, Rick, when have you gotten off your ass to do a PowerPoint about synergy? You haven't. Absolutely not. But you know what? This is what you're going to do. You're doing things behind the scenes. You're making money moves. I ain't sorry. I Hannah. But I will tell you this, you stay classy, not trashy. You be absolutely respectful till the moment you get to the new job and you've already done the onboarding. Unless they have a direct deposit into your bank account, that job could slip through your fingers at any moment. I'm not saying that to scare you, but I don't want you to be like, fuck y'all, walk out of your job. And then they're like, hey, so actually we just had to do a restructure over the weekend and that position is no longer available. Until that first direct deposit hits, you got to stay PC Gucci. And then once you get that first direct deposit, you can, you know, cruise past the old job and be like, middle thing is up outside of your Camry. You know, you can just blast that and just do donuts in the parking lot. God, I've had some bad managers before. Not talent managers. Shout out to Maggie. You're a great manager. I mean, like just like managers at other jobs. I've had bad ones before. I had some that didn't understand, you know, wouldn't let me do the job that I needed to do. I had some that tried to hold me back from living my full potential. But here's the thing, and this way you'll learn about me. I'm a, I'm a workhorse. I'm a worker bee. I do great when I am busy. When there is downtime, it means trouble. Okay? It does. It means trouble. That's why when I'm on the road, I'm tired and I bitch, but I'm good at that. That is what I'm good at. I am good at going to work. I am good at lifting heavy furniture. I am good at trying on pants that don't fit, but making it work. Those are the things that I'm good at. What are you good at? You know what I mean? We need to make a list and add that to the side of the vision board. So I think this will help us manifest how we can push into a positive space for this year. Let's write our goals down, but then let's figure out really, truly a hardcore conversation what we're actually good at. I am good at covering up a fupa with a sweater. I am good at slamming on the brakes and somehow not hitting the person in front of me. I am good at swallowing supplements. (laughs) I'm good at sex. I said it. You know what? I'm good at spotting things. I'm like, you know what I mean? If you're like, hey, where's that store in the mall? I'm like, oh, Auntie Anne's Pretzels is right next to Pandora, which is right above Zara. I just know I have a great sense of direction. I know where stores are and where places and restaurants are. You know, those of us who are looking for new jobs, those of us who are out hustling, I think that's what we got to do. We just got to take a second and go, This is what I'm good at. I'm good at making new condiments. I love an aioli. Adding a little Dijon mustard to some good high brand mayonnaise. 
salt and pepper, bada bing, bada boom, dip a potato in it. It's delicious. I'm good at looking at things on the internet and then never pulling the trigger to purchase them. I'm good at looking at decorator porn on Instagram. What are you good at? Because we got this. Let's figure, let's be realistic about what we can actually do. If you're good at being a mom with patience, then just pour yourself a glass of wine and pat yourself on the back. You know, we got to start being realistic about what we're actually good at and what we can accomplish with those skills. I'm great at, you know, I don't know, something with butter. I just know that butter and I, the creaminess of it, the thickness, the saltiness, the consistency, I'm just good at it. And that's what's up. That's on God, period. I'm glad you're out of your toxic work environment. I love you. Thank you for this call. And uh, you got it in the new job. But remember, the direct deposit has to hit and then you can tell everyone to suck your dick. Hey, Heather, this is Nikki in Indianapolis. And I just went on a road trip with my husband and learned something really interesting. Um, He took a shower in our hotel. And when I went into the shower later that night, I realized that the shampoo and soap hadn't been opened yet. You know what had been opened was the lotion. I then asked him if he'd washed his hair and body with lotion on accident. And he said, what's lotion? Like, what? What do you mean, what's lotion? I mean, I do like an eight-step skincare routine every night, and this guy doesn't even know what lotion is. He doesn't even use soap. So that brings me to this question. Does, Does Jeff have a skincare routine at all, or do most men just live their whole lives without knowing even what lotion is? Let me know. Thanks, Heather. Love the pod. Sister friend, hold on. Let me get this straight. Your husband went into the shower, clearly used lotion on his body and his hair. Didn't use shampoo and conditioner and then they had the audacity to come out and go, what's lotion? He fucking used lotion. Isn't it wild too when you, like if Jeff ever puts on lotion on his face because he gets real dry from from, uh, fucking playing golf all the time and he puts on lotion as as if it's lava and it's going to hurt him. I'm like, you can can just do a a light round the face. I don't know what, like you're not, it's not going to hurt you. He gets very weary of any kind of skincare. I don't know what it is about men and why they refuse to hydrate their skin, why they refuse to lube up. But the bigger concern is that your husband's been washing his hair with lotion. I mean, Jeff at least knows what shampoo and conditioner are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, does he have a skincare routine? I have all these fucking fancy products. I've got every brand you could ever imagine. Literally anything you can imagine has been sent to me. That's the perk of the job. Again, I've said this forever. Yeah, I'm an, am I an artist? Yes. Do I love being creative and bringing joy to people's lives? Yeah. Am I really in it for the free shit? 100%. Do I want an Emmy? Yeah. Do I want an Emmy gift bag? Mostly. (laughs) Let's be honest. But I mean, Jeff, asking Jeff to put lotion on his face is like asking him to let the dog take a dump on the bed. Now, that's a horrible example. But you know what I mean? He's like, no. Oh my God. Why would you do that? I'm like, honey, it's just moisturizing. Your face is flaking the fuck off. He, he just gets so freaked out by it. So freaked out. And I, I'm like, honey, it's, it's moisturized. It's moisturizing. A little lotion's not going to hurt you. And then I have to show him how to like rub it in. And he just kind of like slaps his face. And then he doesn't rub it in. And then he wonders like on the beach why he gets a, a sunburn. You know, he also pulls this shit where he's like, I'm Italian, I don't need sunscreen. And then I'm like, all right, and your entire back just peeled off, you know, on this 6,000 thread count sheet at this nice hotel we're staying on a vacation because you, you're Italian. Give me a fucking break. Oh God, these guys will drive you nuts. 
Yeah, does Jeff have a skincare routine? No, not now. He needs a a fucking hygiene routine because he's been in the same shorts. There are these shorts from this company called Chubbies and they've got bulldogs on them and they're like sleeper shorts, but also just lounge shorts and he hasn't taken them off in now four days. And it's disgusting. I'm like, you've got to change. Even my mom was chiming in. And I told my mom, mom, I need a little distance. I need some space. And she fucking chimed in. And now she's like, Jeff, you going to change those shorts? Speaking of like just feeling gross, Yesterday when I was watching the Super Bowl and then I, I've just got to stare at like all these hot NFL wives and they're in these like sexy outfits and low cut jeans and they've all got like corset tops on and they're just like sexy and glowing and they're like, look at our men. They just made a hundred million dollars. Ah! You know, and they're just like all hot and I'm sitting on the couch and Jeff and I both smell like feta cheese and I, I don't know why. And I was like, oh God, I hate myself. I also did something yesterday. I was working in the basement and I go upstairs and I just did a 2,500 calorie roundabout. I had a piece of pizza, 10 wings and six servings of truffle chips in 30 seconds. Like I literally had just gone upstairs to refill my iced tea, unsweet. I'm not even hitting the sweet because I'm not trying to get the sugars. And I consumed easily 2,500 calories in a maybe minute and a half loop around the island. So I don't know. Does your husband know what lotion is? Do I know what self-control is? No, I don't. So I can't even get mad at him for him not knowing what lotion is. How greasy is his hair though? Do we need to talk about that? I mean, if you're washing your hair with lotion, I would imagine his hair is probably real gunked up. I would try and maybe slip some nice stuff into the shower just so he knows. Like maybe we can have a very P2P education on this is shampoo. This is conditioner. You know, I don't know, guys. I don't know. We're just trying. We're, we're all desperate. We're all trying. Add that to the list of things. I am good at knowing what lotion is, though. Add that. Self-care, self-made, girl boss. God, men are stupid. I will say Jeff came out of the closet the other day. And I mean, in more ways than one, but he came out and we have those, you know, those like cedar wood plank. They keep your closet fresh because I have some like sequin tour coats in my closet and some fur stuff. I have some of those kind of spursed throughout the closet and they have a tiny little hanger on them. So clearly you don't hang a garment on them. Anybody would see that and go, oh, it's a cedar plank meant meant to keep the, (laughs) the closet fresh. Jeff comes out and he goes, what the fuck are these baby hangers, babe? I mean, what is this? What am I supposed to hang on this? I was like, it's a cedar fucking plank, Jeff. He was like, oh, okay, okay. I was a little concerned there. I thought like, yeah, you're buying baby clothes and not telling me like, what's up? I was like, you're an idiot. Change your shorts. You smell like feta cheese. That's where we're at, guys. That's where we're at. That is where we are at. Live, laugh, loving. What is it? Reach for the moon and you might get COVID. Reach for the stars and you might end up with scoliosis. I think that's a softer one. That's a better. Reach for the stars and you might end up with scoliosis. I used to have it. I did. I did. I worked through it. I had a mild case. I used to have to see the chiropractor, you know, ages six to 13. And I'm good. And I know chiropractors are a controversial thing. I love them. I live, laugh, love for a back crack. And that's what's up. Listen, y'all, I promise we're going to move into the positive. I know it's been a dark couple of weeks and that's me. That's my fault. You guys are not my therapy, but you are my place to like have a conversation about what's going on in life. We're going to have some really exciting guests. 
Can't tell you if any of them have returned my email. But uh, I got some people coming up. You won't be just hearing from me. I promise we're going to get some good interviews in there. But in the meantime, I need you to keep calling into the to the voicemail. It's 800-213-7503. What's lotion? I don't even know anymore. I love you guys. I miss you. Thank you for being so encouraging and kind as I kind of struggled through the last two weeks. But hey, the show must go on. This workhorse got it done. And if any of y'all are going through COVID or experiencing anything or, or you know, just fucking stressed out. I'm here for you. I love you. Your health is your wealth. Also, make money, get money. I ain't sorry. Oh, hell no. Reach for the stars and you might get scoliosis. I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Love you, baby. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.